Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Akeem's Dream Show. And today we're going to be talking about Hangover Helper. Liquor before beer and you're in the clear. Beer before liquor, never sicker. When people ask me what my favorite movie of all time is, sometimes I regret not saying The Hangover. Now, for me, it's The Dark Knight because I'm Batman, da-da-da, everyone gets it. But The Hangover, that movie has a special place in my heart because it brought to life what I had known all my life but had never seen on the big screen, which is what do you do or what is the vibe or what what would it actually be like if you had to do something really serious the day after a hangover? Because we've all been there. We've all been wasted, drunk as a sailor, sick as a dog, in bed, knowing that we had to go to work or knowing that we had to go to school or go play sports or go work out and we were just done. But you had to go up, you had to get up and do it anyways. We've all been there. And it's funny to other people when they see you, it's like, oh, you looks like you got hit by a truck. And I say, buddy, if I got hit by a truck, I'd be happy right now. I'm I'm in something way, way worse than that. It's called a hangover. <sighs> Hangovers. Woo. I used to go to the bar quite regularly in my early 20s, back in the days of my misspent youth, as my old social teacher used to say. And at the bars, we'd turn up on a Friday night, me and the boys, right on the prowl, getting a few drinks. And inevitably, we'd do some shots and shots would lead the beers, beers would lead the shots, and then we're in one. The next day, serious hangover, nothing new. But what was always make what always cracked me up was like clockwork, my buddy would go on Facebook when he was in his liquor coma in his uh, living hell, and he would post, this is the last time. I'm never drinking again. And then post that. And then five days later, like clockwork, text, five o'clock Friday, yo, Keem, let's hit the clubs tonight. Bruv, what are you talking about hitting the clubs tonight? Less than five, less than a week ago, you were talking about never drinking again. He's like, yeah, 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 that's ancient history, bro. Let's hit the clubs. Okay, homie. Let's go again. Do it all over. Oh, my God. <sighs> the mysteries of youth. I'll never understand. But after these hangovers, I started figuring out a system that worked for me because I was tired of being out of commission for two, three days. And if I had to be hungover, I wanted to limit that time as much as possible. So I started doing a little bit of mad scientist shit and started figuring out my own remedies for my own hangover cure. And I've developed it and I've kind of honed it down to a few things. If I wake up at somebody's house, I'm getting up, chugging water, and then I'm driving straight to McDonald's and I'm getting two sausage and eggers, double toasted. Okay. And I'll explain why in a second. And then I'll go to a Dollarama or some kind of gas station and get a blue Gatorade. Now, I crushed that in a car ASAP, and the greasiness of the sausage and eggers, the the egg, the cheese, the sausage, I don't know what it is about that combination, but it just kind of gets my glucose levels back up, which I think you lose a lot of glucose and blood sugar when you're in that state of being hungover. So there's that. And then a the reason I get it double toasted is because I've heard a lot of shit about carbon over the years and how... Um, when something, when you have a uh, charcoal, which is like essentially a pure carbon, 
it soaks up all the toxins in your body. So if I can get that bun on that sausage and egg or burnt to a crisp, it's like insulating me and soaking up all the venom from my system. So that's my theory. And it does, I feel like it does curb it and it does uh, prevent the dreaded full dang hangover where you're literally eating dinner the next day and you're still sick. That Who wants that? It's like, hey, listen, I'm done. Okay. Uh, no more. So once I crush that stews, once I crush those two sausage and eggers and I have that blue Gatorade, I get home and I take a shower. And what pisses me off about hangovers is it doesn't matter how hard I scrub or how cold it is or how hot it is. The showers seem to do nothing, especially if it's a pretty fucking serious hangover. I've had it where I shower and I feel just as greasy when I leave the shower as when I went in. And I said, and I think to myself, did I just get rid of this topsoil, this greasy silt on the surface? And I still have my eyes are crusty. It's like that shower did absolutely nothing. So, but I still do it as a, just as a precaution or as a force of habit, but I swear to God, showers do nothing. And then I hit the sack and I pervert, I prefer for someone just to walk into my room with a horse tranquilizer and just shoot me because sometimes I'm not tired or your brain is throbbing so hard. You just can't sleep, which is hell on earth. I feel like somebody must've cursed my drink. Maybe the bartender cursed me when I was getting the last drink and being annoying. It's like, I hope this motherfucker gets a serious hangover. Oh, sorry. What was that? Like, oh, oh, nothing. Uh, just, uh, just thinking out loud. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, no bartenders love me. They never curse me. Knock on wood. It's, it's pretty serious. Everyone knows why hangovers happen. Your body 75% water. And then liquor acts like a diuretic, so you piss out all the water in your system. And your brain is three pounds, but it demands 20 to 30% of all the resources in your body. And when you piss out all a lot of the water that your brain needs, it's going to revolt. It's going to have a revolution in your body. It will shrink in size and scream bloody murder. The walls will be coming in, and it'll be the end of the days. The end is nigh, and it's just going to be a dystopian future for the next 12 hours. That is a hangover. I probably butchered the science, but the science isn't important, okay? We're here to talk about how do we get rid of this bad boy. I told you my secret. I'd be very interested to know other people's secrets. Maybe one day if I have you on the show, you can tell me your hangover cure because I'd love to know. I'm always trying to add an experiment with this. Something I wish I knew about hangovers was when I was 18 years old, when I had my very first serious hangover. I was in my last few weeks of high school at the time, and I was in rehearsing in Romeo and Juliet and got the blessing from my drama teacher to go out and get plastered. As long as I showed up the next day, he said he didn't care. So I started drinking at home, and half the cast is waiting for me at the bar, a bar in Edmonton, Union Hall. And they booked it, my bar, they booked the bar on wet, wet t-shirt night. Maybe it's just a night it fell on my birthday, but they booked it for that night and had some drinks in the shower, had a drink just before I left the house. And then when I got there, they had two, three shots lined up. And the first one I ever had at the bar, the first drink I ever had at the bar, and I wish I remember who gave it to the, gave it to me because it was so cruel, but it was a prairie fire, which is just, I think, Tabasco sauce and vodka or Tabasco sauce and tequila. 
it was uh the kiss of the devil because uh the good thing about birthdays is all the liquor is free but the bad thing about birthdays is it's a wretched excess of what you actually need nobody needs to be drinking 20 shots in a night okay unless you're just coming out of the the countryside in russia that's probably way past your limits of what your body can handle and that was certainly the case for me that night i drank so much i remember the next day i had to get to the get to the studio to rehearse romeo and juliet and we were in a silhouette scene and i was so done i had to pause while romeo came in the actor playing romeo came in and he starts um do, reciting his lines and i have to be in tableau and tableau is where you're s standing still like a statue and you can't move but i was revolt my body was fighting world war three inside my stomach in my head in my my soul and <laughs> I'll never forget the girl uh, across from me looking at me and she could see the pores of sweat coming out of my head, my forehead, and like how sick I looked. Like I looked like I just got hit by a semi truck. And she said she was scared for her life that I was just going to yak all over her. And uh, I laugh about that now, but in the moment it was no laughing matter. It was life or death. Uh, good for her for holding her ground because I'm not sure if I would have done the same if I was on her end. But uh no, that was a that was pretty bad. I think that was a two day hangover, and I've had maybe I could count on my hand the amount of two day hangovers I've had. But normally, when that's the case, it's because I was mixing and uh, shit got out of hand. Shit went south, and I just didn't. You know, when you're hitting that threshold where you're like, "Hey, I'm done. I I'm tipsy. I'm having a good time." But then someone just offers you a drink, and you just like, "I shouldn't be doing this," and that's the beginning of the end. As soon as you know. That you shouldn't be drinking but you keep going just write the next two days off man because you're going to be in for a wild ride so let's talk about some prevention an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure so here's a few things everyone knows water between every drink not likely because you'll forget after like the second or third time doing it you're like fuck it i'm just gonna drink i'm not gonna have a water avoid drink with high conjurers in it which is just darker so whiskeys uh, which is out of the fucking question for me. I'm not going to stop drinking whiskey ever. And that's a long time, but listen, I don't abuse it. Okay. I use it. I don't abuse it. Yeah. Avoid drinks with high conjurers. So that would be like brandy, red wine. And then all the girls out there are like red wine. Hell no, baby. I'm keeping my Marlowe, my Cavrier, whatever the fuck it's called. I'm not a wine guy, obviously yet. <laughs> and then there's another thing you can do. There's these companies, I think it's called DHM. And they give you this this pill. It's like a limitless pill from that movie with Bradley Cooper. And uh, oh, second Bradley Cooper reference this episode. Uh, but they give you a, a pill. It's a DHM pill, and it's got all these minerals and multivitamins and stuff in it. And I guess whatever it does, it does something chemically in your body to reduce the effects of the liquor, so you can still get drunk and not and limit the amount of hangover you get. And if I was a tech, if I was a guy in Silicon Valley, girl in Silicon Valley right now, I'd be figuring out the whole psychedelics thing but then i'd be fucking i'd be doubling down and figuring out okay what is this hangover cure because whoever makes this hangover cure is about to have a printing machine that just spits out cash okay that, that shit will fly off the shelves so yeah you get the you have the companies with the pills and then eat a eat, eat a greasy dinner right let it's let the let the let the food in your stomach act as like a grease liner i used to do that all the time get a greasy cheeseburger mm. We already know how much I love cheeseburgers. But yeah, cheeseburger, fries, um, something really greasy. Get that in your gullet. 
and let that line your stomach so that you ha- you're ready for war that night. And also it slows, slows the absorption of the liquor into your small intestine. So your uh, enzymes in your stomach can break down the liquor instead of just your liver. Because normally if there's no uh, kind of blockage in your gut between the bottom of your gut and your small intestine, if the liquor just has a straight shot to your small intestine, you're, you're telling your liver to fucking bring its work pail to lunch um, and get to work. Um, but if you have food blocking it, then the enzymes that work on the breaking down the liquor actually exist in your stomach as well. So if you give your stomach a chance to do it, then you have two people working on the job instead of just one. And that liver doesn't get abused as hard. So a greasy dinner before you start drinking, can't go wrong with that. Okay, so enough with the prevention because most of us are going to forget that stuff anyways. Let's move on to the cure. How can we cure it? What is the hangover helper? Well, hair of the dog. Great song by Nazareth. Maybe. I've never, ever, ever even thought, I can't even watch a beer commercial after when I'm hungover and sit through it. I say, please turn, I can't look at this beer right now. It could even be on the screen. I can't do it. So the thought of drinking more booze when when you wake up and you're hungover it's never occurred to me, but some people do it. Get the breakfast in you. The greasy, greasy in England, they call it a fry up. Eggs, bacon, beans, the whole freaking nine yards. Get all that greasy glucose in you. Get those sugar levels back up because I think that your, yeah, your, your glucose and your blood sugar, it just tanks when you're hungover. So getting them numbers back up can never be a, a bad thing. And the sugar and the minerals. Everyone says coffee. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people I've met, they say, oh, I got to get a drink of coffee in the morning. But have you thought about this? Coffee's a diuretic. And what happens when you drink a diuretic? You piss out the water in your system. Why in the Sam Hill would you want to drink something that's going to make water leave your body when you want water to stay in your body and hydrate? It just doesn't make any sense. So coffee, sure, if that's your system, but Godspeed. I've also heard of pickle juice, which has probably the same effects, if not more, than uh, the Gatorade, the, the blue Gatorade that is my go-to. But if you're going to be drinking pickle juice, and that's much better than Gatorade, why isn't there a pickle juice flavor Gatorade? Or why isn't the athletes in the NBA and NFL just open a big jar of pickle juice on the sidelines and start chugging that? I get the taste, but I mean, if it's that good with electrolytes... Another thing I've heard of is kombucha, which I do drink quite regularly, but not for hangovers. I don't know why, but uh, I guess the tea in it and all the minerals and the scooby that's made of, it's just, uh, it's good for God knows, but that's what I've heard. Uh, Honey toast sandwich and coconut water. Now that sounds very exotic. Sounds like the next trend, honey toast. It sounds like it's the next avocado toast, but probably not. It's way too sweet. Hey, probably that glucose effect again. So that's the cure stuff. And I'm sure there's many cures out there that I haven't heard of. And there are some ones around the world that are just fucking hilarious. And uh, let's start at ancient Greece. So in ancient Greece, if you're hungover, this is what they suggest. Sheep lungs and owl eggs. And that's in ancient Greece. So 2000 years ago, that was they were able to figure out ethics, morality, and the virtues But when it came to hangover cures, they're eating sheep lungs and owl eggs. In ancient Rome, right, the people who founded democracy 
or not democracy, but the people who built infrastructure for the first time, roads, sewers, all this shit. They were able to do that. But when it said, hey, hangovers, nah, two fried canaries, okay? Two little fried Tweety Birds. <laughs> Medieval England, armor, sword, Knights of the Round Table, King Arthur. Their hangover cure, a paste of bitter almonds and fried eels. <laughs> so crushing up some almonds, frying it up, or frying up some almonds and then crushing it into a paste and putting it on top of some fried eels. What in the fuck? <laughs> uh, in Germany, a sour herring. So I don't know how you'd do that. In Haiti, on their voodoo shit, they'd say, if you're hungover, stick 13 pins into the cork of the bottle you drank from. <laughs> so you're you're essentially cursing whatever gave you this hangover. Might make sense. I hope nobody's got a stuffed animal with, with pins going into it of me. I hope they're just petting it and kissing it and massaging it. <laughs> in Ireland, and God knows how many hangovers there's been over there over the centuries, but in Ireland, if you're hungover, you bury the hangover sufferer up to his neck in a sandy riverbank. <laughs> okay, sure. But I mean, yeah, you get the gist. A lot of this shit is so crazy. <laughs> you go to Puerto Rico, uh, it's, it's lemon slices rubbed under the armpits, and then you uh, start drinking. So if you put the <laughs> lemon pits underneath your armpits, and then you start drinking, you're good to go. So there's a lot of creativity here, and I can appreciate that. But what is the moral of the story here? If you're listening to this out here, some some scientists, if you're really smart, don't go into law school. Don't go into med school. Figure out how to stop hangovers, okay? Because we love booze. We love to get drunk. For a lot of us who don't have courage and don't have confidence, it is the only way we're meeting people. If you refuse to use the Tinder, Nobody should be judging you. You should just be able to do that without the fear of knocking on hell's door the next day, which is essentially what a hangover is. All right, everyone, that was the hangover episode. So I hope you enjoyed it. Please like, share, and subscribe if you like the show. And until next time, I'll catch you at the McDonald's parking lot, curing that hangover in the morning. Peace.